judge a person and it turns out you didn't have the whole story? Ever learn there was a lot more to that story than you first realized? I'm Kimberly. And I'm Rebecca. Join us as we separate the little lies from the big reputations. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, welcome back. This week, we're going to do some fun stuff. We do fun stuff every week, Rebecca. Okay, you're right. But I think we're doing some timely stuff. Yes. Well, we do timely stuff most of the time, but so not always. So we're going to be as awesome as we always are. Basically, you're just here for the good times. Yes. Um, but we're recording this on July 22nd. It's coming out on August something. August. Some day in August. Some wonderful ninth. day in August. Ninth. Wow. August 9th. Um, I will be at the Wisconsin State Fair. And I will be somewhere with my nephew. Mm. I mean, it'll be in New York, but I don't know what we're doing. Maybe the Transit Museum or something. Oh my God, you should come to the Wisconsin State Fair. He would love it. Yeah. No, that's not why he's coming to New York, is to fly to Wisconsin. (laughs) (sighs) Cooler if he was. (laughs) No, we're going to do like the Transit Museum, Coney Island. Um, There's a couple other things I've jotted down. We're going to see that tiny island that you were talking about. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah. Go early. Well, and there's like Hudson Yards Park is having some like kids arts and craft thing that's cool. on a day. So we're going to do that if it's not rainy or too hot. But Oh my God, that's that's been our summer, rainy or too hot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I haven't done anything except for today. Today is beautiful and we're recording four episodes. <laughs> I know. Today is the um, Legends and All-Stars games for my softball league. Like it's a all day softball in the park. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a, it would be a beautiful day to just be sitting there watching yeah. some games. But I'm like, nope, we're going to do this because yeah. that way we have like our travel time yeah. and our visitor time. It's I'm perfect. I'm blaming us. I'm blaming the weather because the weather was like, oh, yeah, you want to go outside and be cool? It's going to rain. You want to go outside and be cool? Oh, it's, it's too hot. You're going to hate it. Oh, you have to be inside today? You know what? It's going to be fucking delicious. The weather's going to be so nice. <laughs> and I feel personally victimized by the weather today because when i left my house i was like oh my god it's so nice out and then i like asked like my google i was like what's the weather like and they're like a high of 85 and i was like oh my god that's it that's still warm though no but there's like a breeze it feels nice outside i don't think you've been outside yet no the closest i came to being outside was to let you in my house (laughs) well anyway today is very nice weather yeah well the other day when it was super hot was actually for us we so Sean and I went to see the Barbie movie mm-hmm. on Thursday. Yes. And we went to two forty five PM show because on the day I went to buy tickets, the rest of the shows at that theater were either sold out or had like two seats in the front row corner, mm. you know? Um, and so we picked the two forty five show cause it had plenty and we were able to get good seats and it was definitely sold out by the time you know, they, the airing rolled around, but mm-hmm. it was, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, I think, so for those of you who didn't read the title of today's episode, <laughs> we are going to be covering Barbie and did the notes for this episode before I went to see the movie. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was like I, I had insider's knowledge watching it. I was like, ooh, yeah. I referenced that. Ooh, I referenced that. That's in the episode. We're going to cover that. So it was really it was really kind of fun to to have like all those little hints mm-hmm. to it. 
So this episode will be better for you as well if you have seen Barbie. And I have seen it too. Yes, but at the same time, there won't be a lot of spoilers. No, we're not going to do any. You have to, it, I, I think it was really good. You have to see it yourself. It's like... I wouldn't say it's indescribable, but it's like, it's more than I thought it was going to be, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Could it have been like harder hitting or more subversive? Sure. But it's also Barbie. Exactly. So That's it, why it did, I didn't I don't expect think it to that be. to be, to be the thing. Yeah. Um, as Sean put it, Ken steals the show yeah. in the movie. He is a little more centered in, in the movie, but Which I um, didn't hate no, because it worked for like it did. Ryan I think Gosling was it okay. Well. <laughs> to also, do it. Ryan Gosling, I never think about him, not even a little bit. Like, but now I will always think now of him. I'm with interested. Ken. Yeah, I'm like, well, maybe I should go back and watch Blue Valentine again. Like, I I don't ever think of him as anything. But like, maybe I should go and watch some more Ryan Gosling things. I love, and this is from one of the trailers. So skip ahead 15 seconds if you don't like it. Uh, if you don't know, want to know anything from mm-hmm. the from the trailer, but um, when he's like, "My job is beach," yeah. <laughs> like he's beach. not surfer, he's not a lifeguard. His job beach. is beach, <laughs> and I love it. Then I'm like, "What else did I like him?" And I was like, "I didn't like the Notebook at all." So yeah, I never watched that. You're fine. I'll 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 allow you'll, it. You'll let that one slide. That movie is right. terrible. I hate it. People love it. I think it's terrible. It's film. just. It's it's a bit much, but I mean, we don't want to do any spoilers for it. Um, and this oh, no. episode in general, like we said, is not going to be a spoiler filled episode. We're really no. talking about Barbie the doll more yes. than Barbie the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't want to go into too much detail about the movie, not just because of spoilers, but because it's a big old strike going on. Yes, the strike is still. Wouldn't it be amazing if by the time this air, the strike is over? I mean, that would be awesome. I yeah. don't count on it because those no. studio people are like really... Devils? They're really terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was was it Bob Iger or maybe it wasn't Bob, him, but it was Disney one... guy? Bob Iger, yeah. Yeah, it was one of them was like, yeah, we're going to like draw this out to October until people, people are, are losing homeless. their apartments and homes. And it's like, that's just downright malicious. Yeah. And you're like, basically, we're going to like hold it over them until they have no choice guess what a lot of these people who are striking already don't make enough to only act yeah they, they have are, other jobs exactly they have other jobs they're they're making ends meet in other mm-hmm. ways and they will continue to do that yeah. your industry is going to fall apart if you don't have writers and actors it just seems wild to me because it's like you need them to make the product that you peddle and make millions of dollars off of so yeah. like why and this extends to like like it's very front facing for us as a society because we consume all of this stuff. Like mm-hmm. everybody consumes films, television, in some something. Form. Yeah, in like some you're form. if you're not watching TV, you're watching movies, and like there's different types of movies. So like everyone, mm-hmm. you know, has yeah, a hand in it. and but this extends to like labor like other labor unions as the well makeup you, union yeah which i was like oh there's a makeup union that makes oh, for sense. broadway yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, for a film too right but they're are they the same union is that the same group because oh, i saw I a thing about broadway um like stage makeup artists mm-hmm. costumers whatever that they're talking about striking oh i don't know um ups drivers oh yeah there's a bunch of are, like Yes, let's all strike. Everyone who can. Because, like, listen, yeah. there's some of us who it's illegal for us to strike. Um, Theo, 
Yeah. Can't strike. He works for the MTA. I can't strike. I work for the City University of New York. Uh, USPS workers can't strike. Mm -hmm. So there are people who it's illegal for us to strike. But for all of those of you who it's not like now's the time. Like, yeah, let's fucking rise up. up. Demand what you are owed because they have the money. They absolutely have the money. The numbers show it. There's Mm -hmm. not it's not like, oh, maybe they do. There's hard numbers. They have it. Oh, oh, I'm so riled up. That's how we started the the last episode, too. (laughs) Just in anger about the strike and not paying people what they are owed. Yeah, yeah. But but like we said in the last episode as well, if the strike is still going on, go see the movie. If you haven't seen Barbie yet, go see it. Have you seen Oppenheimer yet? Are you going to see it? I do not care about Oppenheimer. I feel like I should. But, like, I really don't. Yeah. I mean, Florence is in it, so, like, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think I might just... I was actually, And Emily Blunt is in it, too, right? Is oh, my Emily good friend Blunt? Emily Blunt that I know from my walks around yeah. my job. <laughs> my buddy, Emily. Oh, yeah, she is in it. Um, I was like, oh, I'll, like, just grab some tickets and see it on Sunday. And I looked, and it was like, you, you fucking thought, because it sold out, like, all day Sunday. Like, mm-hmm. my husband got a ticket to the IMAX from like half this episode will be out for like two weeks before he sees that movie like it's <laughs> it's so big and i'm just like mm, i will see it eventually but i'm not jazzed to say i mean I, I i'm very indifferent yeah yeah we're going to see it um that was more sean's pick but i'm like you know what i'm kind of interested and i haven't seen a movie on a like a true imax screen in yeah forever like the last one i saw saw titanic in imax we saw one of the harry potter ones in imax Mm -hmm. i think um at jordan's furniture in massachusetts but the film wasn't filmed in imax and so like this one was made specifically i think that's why my husband wants to see it because it's like specifically using this technology yeah 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 Yeah. sean too sean too i wish they could have gone to see it together yeah bro date Sean is all about movie bro dates. He's gone to movies with Reggie and Antoine from Barnes and Noble before they go see the John Wick movies together. We need to set them up. We need to set this up for them. They're not going to do it on their own. No, they're not. I am Boys. going to see. Um, what'd you say? Boys. I thought you said pause. I was like, what? Why would you say that? Um, no Hard Feelings. It's the Jennifer Lawrence movie, which is supposed okay. to be like raunchy. Which I'm like very into the fact that there's all these like raunchy. Lady female movies, yeah. yeah i'm i'm so into it um i don't know how well it did i haven't heard anything like I, it's really limited right now because okay. i was like oh okay it's playing sunday but i don't know when it's gonna be playing after that so i should probably just go like i'm gonna take a nice like leisurely walk over to manhattan and then like go see it so okay well we still have one more movie gift card because we couldn't use it for the imax mm-hmm. um or Nighthawk, they don't take it's a Fandango gift card, and so there's yeah. only certain theaters that that work with that. So we do still have a gift card. We might be able to go see one more movie this summer. Joyride, Joyride, that's the one. Cool. Um, and I'm trying to think of anything else that's like, well, no, you have to save it for this, but there's nothing else coming out. Well, that's like to me, the big thing is like one once once the full time job starts, and I, then mm-hmm. I can buy my own movie tickets again, and I won't mind so much. But yeah. um. Right now, it's like, yeah, let's. We got a gift card. Let's use it. I was gonna say you should get the Alamo season pass, but you don't have time. No, no. I have. I a wish lot of Nighthawk time. did something like that. I I like Nighthawk. I just haven't been. I haven't been there since Fourth of July last year when they played Independence Day, and I went to go see it. And there were a bunch of people in the theater who had never seen it before, and That's they kept awesome. talking. No, oh, I was no. disgusted. I was disgusted. I was like, shut up. Like, 
There was a small child at the Barbie movie and it was annoying me. They were like two it. rows behind me. I don't know what it was. <laughs> you don't call it it. I do. It doesn't have its own like autonomy. It kept what? talking. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like... Did you put a card up, an order card, and be like, listen... I didn't. Shut this kid I up. didn't. I I thought about it. I did actually think about mm-hmm. it, but then I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do this. But I like Nighthawk just because I can walk there. I feel like As I that's... triangulate myself, I am in walking distance, too. <laughs> Here comes the murderers. There's and two Nighthawks. You'll never know which one. From just the... Uh, you, you absolutely... <laughs> Everyone knows if, I'm if in If you're Park a slope. current listener... <laughs> You know, and I mean, I've already said like where I work and where I go in the afternoon. So like, if yeah. anybody's, gonna I be just don't want to tell them where I live. <laughs> That's an expensive ticket for your kid, Nighthawk. No, um, yeah. So normally those like matinee prices aren't bad, but because it was a first release, mm-hmm. I think they were sixteen a piece, and I don't think yeah. they do kids tickets. Mm-hmm. That's must be nice. I like that's my not that I don't love children, but. Sometimes in a movie theater setting, they can be very annoying. And it, it definitely, I'm going to sound like a snob, but like I get really distracted in movies. So like I can't have like a certain element around me when I'm watching a movie. Like if you're on your phone, if you're taking your shoes off, if you're doing all that weird shit, you need to take yourself to like the AMC because Alamo is a little bit more money. So you have people who actually are very interested in the film and kind of feel the same way where they don't want talking and distractions and they will actually say something if you bring their attention to it i one time somebody did and it was even more awkward because the people were like what the fuck are you talking about don't tell me to be quiet it was like a whole thing and i was like well this made it worse really i think that was part of my worry was like okay is that person going to cause a scene now and then make the movie worse for everybody i don't know but you should go to your local cinema no matter yeah, AMC so- or Nighthawk or private or independent. You should go support your local cinema. Buy an extra big popcorn. Yes. They need they need the money more than the executives do. So Facts. just go buy the popcorn. You don't even have to buy a ticket to do that. That's true. Nighthawk actually has like a bar you can just sit at. You yeah. don't even have to like see a movie. You can just go to their bar, which is not something I think I would ever do. But they have trivia, though. So at Nighthawk? Go, yeah. I like that's just in their bar? Yeah. That's cool. There's um, this person who used to work at another uh, videology, which was a really cool like theater bar. They did like uh, games and trivia for movies. Um, she used to work there and now she works at that Nighthawk. Her name okay. is Shay. She's fantastic. All right. Yeah. We'll have to try it out sometime for sure. And I'm always like, I want to go Shay, but this is far. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we go together, then yeah. then it's like, okay. You came to this neighborhood to hang out with me, and then we did trivia. Yes. So you got to get me on the day after work where I'm, like, not eager to go home and just take my bra off and go to sleep. Is, is that a, is, does that day exist? Sometimes. <laughs> Don't. My favorite hobby is napping. Like, literally, if I wasn't here or in a movie theater, I could be napping. Yeah. Just don't nap in a movie theater. That's a waste of money. It is a waste of money. All right. But we we don't want to talk just about, like we said, not talking specifically about the movie Barbie, mm-hmm. but we are going to be discussing the plastic woman with a heart of gold, Miss Barbie herself. Uh, so we're going to discuss why she was created and the changes she's been through over the years. 
We will look at her many, many careers and consider what the media had to say about her and her body. Hmm, sound familiar? I feel like we just said this in our last episode, which yeah, I for you like, was two weeks ago, but for us was like two hours ago. But I also I feel like that's the undercurrent of every episode. Yes. I don't think that there's been a woman that we've spoken about where someone didn't say something negative about her body. Yeah, even like... Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, she was too short. She was too small. I'm, just, I'm trying to think. I was like, mm, no, yeah, no, even Ru- even Ruthie. Yep. Oh, but we mentioned Ruth in two podcasts today. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, so back to Barbie, though. So we're going to break down some of the missteps made by her creator, Mattel, and how Barbie was able to rise above. Lastly, we're going to discuss how Barbie is working to reflect the ever-changing world around her. Uh, Some trigger warnings, mostly just unrealistic expectations of women's bodies, but uh, also some brief mentions of anorexia and other eating disorders. Okay, so we're covering Barbie as a fictional character, even though she probably could have been a big topic. But since Barbie has been the star of so many films, including the most recent one that we just talked about, we thought we would consider her as a fictional character instead. Barbara Millicent Roberts, better known as Barbie, is a fashion doll and a fictional character manufactured by Mattel. Her birthday is March 9th, 1959. She was created by Ruth Handler, who we'll discuss further in our Little Rep episode next week. She was inspired by a German doll called Bill Lilly that Handler saw on vacation with her family. According to a series of novels from the 1960s, Barbie's parents' names are George and Margaret Roberts. She's from the fictional town of Willows, Wisconsin. Yeah, she's a Wisconsin gal. <laughs> I wonder if she's ever been to the state fair. You thought she was a Malibu girl, but... <laughs> she's been everywhere. She has. In these books, she attends Willows High School. But in the later series, she attends the fictional Manhattan International High School in New York City, based on the real-life Stuyvesant High School. So I, I guess she was a transfer student. Did she go to, like, boarding school? What was the Maybe. deal there? But now I need to know. <laughs> Barbie has three younger sisters, Skipper, Stacy, and Chelsea, who formerly went by Kelly but changed her name in 2011. Uh, She apparently also has a younger brother, Todd, a baby sister, Chrissy, and a cousin named Francie, but they're retired, so. This family tree is a little bit too large. Like, who knew about Todd? (laughs) I think Todd, was Todd like Kelly's twin or something? I think Todd was like a little one. I only knew about Skipper, like the Stacy and Chelsea. Oh, I had a Stacy doll, and I'm going to tell you about the Stacy doll later. Oh my gosh. I never, she was... Um, what do they call it? NRFW, ne- NRFB, never removed from box. Oh, yeah, but fancy. I don't know where she is now. Anyway, uh, Barbie has some friends too, not just family. Uh, they include Midge, Teresa, Christy, and Stephen, and she has had over forty pets of various species. Did she have a snake? I don't think so. I mean, 40 species. There's probably a snake in there somewhere. I only remember there was a dog named Taffy. Was that the one that pooped? No, that was Tanner. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Which I had confused them. And then this research made me realize that there was more than one dog. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, the one that pooped and it looked like little brown jelly beans. Yeah. (laughs) So wrong. So weird. But Taffy was normal. Taffy didn't. Well, not that... Not normal, but like Taffy. <laughs> Taffy didn't poop. Didn't poop. No. <laughs> Just could you imagine the conversation in the boardroom when they're like, okay, it's a dog, but we're going to make it realistic. It's going to poop. Well, that, that probably was around the same time as Midge. No. <laughs> Midge. Honestly, I love the idea of Midge. Um, 
No, her pets include cats and dogs, of course, but there were horses. I mean, the Barbie horse. I yes. feel like that was. And you a could thing. brush its hair. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. She's also, and I feel like maybe this was Zoo Barbie, and I don't know if they're really pets, but she had a panda, a lion cub, and a zebra, apparently. So there we go. Could you, I, uh, Me and the my imagination <laughs> on the kids who had the lion one, like Barbie and a lion. Like, what were you acting out? Like, what was going on? Um, maybe it was like Lion Tamer, Lion King meets Beauty and the Beast. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could describe my face. <laughs> no, thank you. Mm-mm. Okay, so Barbie has an on-again, off-again romance with Ken. We call him Kenneth. Just Ken. <laughs> He's Knuff. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they split up in 2004. At that point, Barbie started dating an Australian surfer named Blaine. It's not a name. That's an appliance. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say that. <laughs> so they were together for two whole years. In 2011, Ken and Barbie got back together. Then in 2018, in the series Barbie Dreamhouse Adventure, they were just friends. For their most recent status, check out the new Barbie movie. No spoilers. No spoilers. So Barbie also had a ton of vehicles. She's got a VW Beetle. She's got numerous Corvettes, RVs, and trailers, and even Jeeps. She even has her own pilot's license. No, did you have Barbies at all? I know we'll talk about this a little later on, but did you have any? I had one. I don't know what she did. I don't. She was just stereotypical Barbie. Yeah, (laughs) but I don't. I also don't remember her having clothes. I think she might have been a handmaid. I don't know. I wasn't really a Barbie girl. Yeah, I wasn't super either, but like I know my sister jill had the red corvette mm-hmm. and the red corvette actually expanded to be a four-person car like you could yeah. smush it together and it was a two-person but yeah barbie has been featured in over 40 animated films and tv shows and now one live action film as well she was named after handler's daughter and was created after handler watched her daughter playing with her paper dolls and imagining them as achieving her own hopes and dreams, you know, like make-believe. So Hanley realized that the market only really had baby dolls at this point, which only allowed girls to imagine themselves as caregivers. She thought that it'd be great for girls to have three-dimensional dolls that they can use to imagine their futures with. Her philosophy was that through playing with Barbie, little girls could be anything they wanted and could recognize that they had choices. She created Barbie as a way to empower girls to imagine themselves in a number of different aspirational roles. Now, we're come back to some of those in a minute. Barbie made her first appearance at the New York Toy Fair on what is now considered her birthday, March 9th, 1959. She wore a black and white striped swimsuit and had her hair in a ponytail. Buyers, aka men, were skeptical because Barbie was so different from the other dolls that were popular at the time. They doubted that Barbie would be successful. Well, jokes on them. <laughs> <laughs> the standard range of Barbie dolls are made to a 1/6 scale, also known as play scale. Barbie herself, at least the standard version, is approximately 11 and a half inches or 29 centimeters tall. The first Barbie sold for $3 and the first commercial for Barbie aired during the Mickey Mouse Club in 1959. Oh, that's kind of funny because Ryan Gosling was in the Mickey Mouse Club. Well, not that Mickey Mouse Club. Not that one, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Uh, Ken was added in 1961 and was named after Handler's son, Kenneth. And in 1963, they added Midge, Barbie's best friend. So his name is Kenneth. Yeah. But Kenneth sounds... What's the frequency? (laughs) 
What? What's the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh my god. Oh. It's an I was thinking Kenneth from 30 Rock, so oh. I like where our minds went. Okay. <laughs> it also shows like our slight age difference. <laughs> what was the frequency? I don't know if we ever got the answer to that. <laughs> it was just a question. In support of equal rights, Mattel released Christy in the 1960s. Christy was a black doll and was created as Barbie's friend. She had a short hairstyle popular at the time. And while there were many diverse dolls available through the years, it wasn't until 1980 when they released the first black and Latino dolls named Barbie. Yeah, they always had different names. Mm -hmm. It was always like, oh, Barbie's friend. Like, uh, come on now. That's one thing I like about the movie. Hi, Barbie. They're all Barbie. Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, One of the things that has kept Barbie relevant and successful in the last 60 years has to do with how she's been adapted to fit with the times. She's also been seen holding a number of successful careers. Barbie has had over 250 careers, including pilot, firefighter, journalist, veterinarian, doctor, and more. She's also traveled to space in 1965, four years before astronauts walked on the moon. So in 1973, she worked as a surgeon. At this time, there were very few real women in the profession or in operating rooms in general. Way to go, Barbie. Mm Mm-hmm. By 1985, Barbie became a CEO, just as women were breaking into the C-suite in the workplace. She ran for president for the first time in 1992. You know, it would have been nice if she'd beat Bill Clinton. (laughs) What? Barbie? Yeah. I would take President Barbie over President Bill Clinton. (laughs) Um, And she's run in nearly every presidential election since. In 2016, she ran on the first all-female ticket. The first President Barbie had a red, white, and blue inaugural ball dress and a red suit for her duties in the Oval Office. Honestly, I think that part of that is going to be my Halloween costume this year. Awesome. Yeah, I'm here for that. Uh, additionally, Barbie has been a computer engineer, video game developer, Mars explorer, and robotics engineer. Barbie has worked with more fashion designers than any other brand. Her first partnership with the fashion designer was Oscar de la Renta in 1985. He created a line of designer clothes for her in jewel tones and metallic fabrics. Andy Warhol painted her portrait in 1986. It was inspired by Warhol's muse, Billy Boy, who was a jewelry designer who owned an extensive collection of Barbies. And as with any true 20th and 21st century icon, Barbie became a social media influencer in 2014 with the launch of the at Barbie style Instagram account. The account celebrates pop culture moments through Barbie's eyes and was considered a leading influencer account. The account covers trends in fashion, art, culture, and travel. She has over 19 million followers across all her social media platforms. Damn. That's Mm -hmm. impressive. A year later, in 2015, Barbie started her vlog on YouTube. Here she talks directly to kids about issues that they face. It's an animated series that covers a range of topics, including bullying, depression, the health benefits of meditation, and how girls, especially, have a habit of apologizing when they don't have anything to be sorry about. She has over 20 million subscribers and is the number one girl brand on YouTube. Barbie's influence in culture expands beyond the toy aisles and even social media. She's appeared in People Magazine's Who Wore It Best section going head to head with other top celebrities. She has inspired a Project Runway challenge and a baking challenge on the Food Network's Cupcake Wars. She is consistently featured on Jeopardy and has been discussed on most major news outlets across the world. And people even dress up like her for Halloween. It's not just kids either. Celebrities such as Kelly Ripa and Beyonce have dressed like Barbie. 
Have you ever seen, let's play this game, Rebecca. <laughs> Have you ever seen Never Been Kissed? Yes. Oh, nice. So you know how there's like the dance and these girls dress up like different Barbies? Vaguely, it's been, a, I like, I think I saw it when yeah. it first came out. So it's been a long time. It's like Jessica Alba and like two of her friends. And they're like under the sea Barbie and like Malibu Barbie. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They're supposed to be, I think, um, the that theme is like be romantic theme. couples. Your Halloween party theme. Barbie? Barbie. I don't know if people would come. <laughs> I don't think I have enough people who would be like, I'll figure this out. I mean, there's not enough in the Barbie We just universe. need someone to come as Alan. That's just what I say. I was like, we probably get a bunch of Alans because people will be like, I just wore whatever I wanted. <laughs> how many dolls have a song named after them? And how many of those songs topped the charts? Like, I don't know the answer. Maybe there's another one, but there can't be that many. No. But Barbie does. In 1997, Aqua put out their hit song, Barbie Girl. So the story behind the song getting made is actually pretty funny. According to Rolling, St- Rolling Stone, the song was inspired by Aqua keyboardist Soren Rancids visiting an art exhibit in the group's hometown of Copenhagen. He was captivated by an he was captivated by a round orb of Barbie dolls. He said, it made me think of the line, life in plastic, it's fantastic. I thought it was a great line, and then I wrote, come on Barbie, let's go party. He brought the idea to his band, and they completed the song together. So Barbie has fans of all ages. There's even a national Barbie doll collector's convention that has taken place for over 25 years. The 2023 convention took place just last month from July 4th through 8th in Orlando, Florida. And now in 2023, she has her real own live action film directed by the indie director Greta Gerwig. So Barbie has been in so many films and shows, so it's hard to say how other characters perceive her. She's always playing different roles, so it depends on the role that she has. Yeah, she has starred in Barbie versions of The Nutcracker, Rapunzel, Swan Lake, and The Princess and the Pauper, and many more adaptations. She's also starred in original films as a created fictional character and herself. Generally, she's depicted as the hero or at least a very positive protagonist who is kind to others. We won't spoil anything major from the Greta Gerwig film, but if you don't want to hear a thing about it, maybe skip ahead the next minute or two. But here's a quick summary of how she was perceived by others in the film. So the other Barbies all love Barbie. She's known as stereotypical Barbie in the film, but she's friendly and gets along with everyone in Barbie land, it seems. Primary Ken is totally infatuated with Barbie. You might even say that he loves her. He always wants to spend time with her and tries every chance he gets. The other Kens are also into Barbie, but she only sees them as friends. And then there's the real world. The real world gives a more cynical perspective on Barbie with middle school girls commenting on how they haven't played with her in years and how she sets unrealistic expectations for girls and women. Then there's the Mattel folks, or should we say the Mattel men? That goes about exactly how you would expect it to. Two words. Patriarchy. Capitalism. So it's difficult to discuss how Barbie is perceived by others in her universe. So we decided instead to talk about how Barbie is perceived by those who created, manufactured, and marketed her, Ruth Handler and the folks at Mattel. When Handler created Barbie in 1959 for her daughter and other young girls, she specifically said that she did not want to make Bar- she didn't want to make the doll look too beautiful as to make the girls playing with her think that they weren't pretty enough themselves. Perhaps this didn't work out so well over time, but I guess the intention was there. Yeah. 
The first celebrity Barbie doll released in 1967 was based on the British fashion model Twiggy. So making the first celebrity doll based on a supermodel is an interesting choice if you don't want to make your doll too beautiful. Yeah. Do, pe- uh, do people know about Twiggy? I know we've got some like young listeners. That's true. That's true. We should probably say who Twiggy is. Yeah, so Twiggy was a model and she was initially known for being very, very thin. And it's like having this blonde pixie cut and these pixie cut and these huge beautiful i think blue eyes yeah she was like she was an androgynous looking model and in the 60s that was very much in fashion she's like the embodiment of the 60s model like i think if you even just googled 60s model i'm sure she would pop up yeah probably top of the list Uh, but barbie has in fact changed over the years there have been points where her waist was smaller and other points where her boobs were smaller and she's had friends and family dolls that have different looks but barbie herself has had basically the same figure throughout the years barbie and ken have been described as the two most popular dolls in the world and mattel has sold over a billion barbie dolls over the last six years plus making her the company's largest and most profitable toy line She's been a crucial part of the toy fashion doll market and has been the subject of numerous controversies and lawsuits. Some of these include unsanctioned parodies of the doll and her lifestyle. Yeah, remember that Aqua song we talked about? Well, Mattel tried to sue the band over that song. Mattel claimed that lyrics such as kiss me here, touch me there, hanky panky were damaging to Barbie's reputation and it accused the music group of trademark infringement, unfair competition and trademark dilution. Among its arguments was that through its glossy music video, Aqua infringed on the color Barbie pink and mimicked the doll's accessories, including the pink Barbie dream house. The case bounced around the courts for years, but was ultimately dismissed. So Mattel also went to war with the Bratz doll people, but they were creepy. So I'll allow it. (laughs) Their lips were just weird. Like if you think Barbie is unrealistic, these were like, wildly unrealistic they but i think it was more intentional like they were trying to if they exaggerated it so much that no one would accuse them of i guess yeah but like their heads were really big their lips were massive like yeah it was it was a look it was obscene (laughs) obscene is strong but i didn't like it anyway so barbie is so much more than just a doll with her accessories and her lawsuits the barbie brand has expanded over the last several decades to include video games animated films apps and more Since its launch, Barbie has transformed the toy business drastically. She was one of the first toys to have a marketing strategy that relied extensively on television ads. And this is something that's been copied by other toys and brands in the decades since. And obviously it's paid off. By 2006, it was estimated that over a billion Barbie dolls have been sold worldwide. A billion. That's insane. According to Don Richard Cox in an article for the Journal of Popular Culture in 1977, one does not simply buy a Barbie doll and stop, for Barbie is not an end in herself, but an avenue to a whole world of Barbie accessories. The concept of the doll being primarily a vehicle for the future sale of related merchandise rather than being a terminal product whose marketing success ends with its sale is a concept that has caused Barbie to have the tremendous impact upon the toy industry that she has had and allowed her to survive in a doll market where the average product remains popular only a few years. He may have written that nearly 50 years ago, but it remains true today. 
Barbie's had her ups and downs sale-wise over the years. Most recently, the sale of Barbie's has declined sharply between 2014 and 2016. The brand knew that they had to make changes in 2016, so they introduced three new sizes of Barbie dolls. In addition to the original doll, they now sell curvy, tall, and petite versions of the doll, all named Barbie. By 2020, only 14 years after they'd sold a billion Barbie dolls, Mm -hmm. Mattel had reached $1.35 billion dollars worth of barbie dolls and accessories giving them their best sales growth in two decades barbies were designed for little girls so they are played with by kids of all genders so the important question to ask is what do kids think about barbie When Barbie was first released in 1959, a big part of her appeal was the fact that she was different from other dolls on the market. While some parents weren't fans, and we'll come back to that in a moment, children loved this. They weren't just baby dolls, and they were three-dimensional, unlike paper dolls. As we mentioned before, Barbie made her first appearance on television in a commercial for the Mickey Mouse Club. These ads, along with other marketing techniques, helped to sell over 350,000 Barbies in that first year. It just goes to show how children have the influence over what their parents spend their money on. Barbie was great for educating young girls as well. You know all those things that girls weren't allowed to talk about or ask about, especially in the 1960s? Well, they could learn some of this through their Barbies. Early Barbie doll accessories included a girdle, bras, a slip, and even a petticoat. These were considered private topics that might embarrass young girls to talk about so they could use their Barbies to learn. Throughout the years, Mattel has conducted different test groups with young children. Prior to the introduction of the fashionista Barbie line, many test groups had negative reactions to Barbies of different sizes and shapes. Their reactions to the bigger Barbie can be seen as a product of generational fat phobia. In the documentary Tiny Shoulders, Reconsidering Barbie, young girls are overheard playing with what they call fat Barbie or an ugly Barbie and reacting negatively to it. While Mattel has often stated that Barbie was not meant to be realistic, they recognized the changing demands of the market. Yes, capitalism, but this time, maybe for good? Mm. Eh, It's still capitalism. Yeah. Um, But they embarked on a journey to create a diverse line of Barbies, Barbies in different shapes and sizes that kids would react positively to. They took their time, but it seems to have worked. After the introduction of the Fashionista Barbie line in 2016, Mattel started to incorporate Barbies with different bodies and hair types, with different skin tones and eyes. We even see excitement for Barbies from the children. I like these because when I grew up, like, they didn't change the feature. It was just, like, a black Barbie. The same mold. Yeah, with the same mold. So, like, you didn't see, like, different nose, different eye setting, nothing. It was just, like, a black Barbie, a white Barbie painted black. And, like... That was kind of lame. So I like that they're including like ethnic features. Yeah. Yeah. It's honestly, I looked up some of these, the options of these dolls and it really is. There's so many, so many mm-hmm. they choices. They do look very cool. In an article from the Guardian in 2016 called She Looks Like Me, What Kids Really Think of the New Barbie by Amber Jameson, she speaks with a small group of children between two and eight years old about what they think about the new fashionista Barbies. Their responses are thoughtful, but Not surprising, at at least to us. Eight-year-old Leela said, I like big toys. They're easier to hold. You know, it's just like little kids when they're, Mm -hmm. they're, they've got tiny hands, you know, they don't have the, like the fine motor skills. (laughs) Six-year-old Zoe chose a blue-haired curvy Barbie because she has sunglasses and none of the Barbies have glasses before. Right? So like, 
maybe Zoe wore glasses. Yeah. I don't know, but like, yeah, relatable. Yeah. Four-year-old June chooses the same Barbie because it has blue hair. Good reason. <laughs> Four-year-old Pippa was given naked versions of the classic Barbie and the curvy Barbie and asked what made them different from each other. She said her hair is different. I love that, too. Yeah. It reminds me of when my sister was talking to my nephew about, like, the protests after George Floyd's murder. And she was talking about, like, connecting it to someone that my nephew knew. And I think he was, like, about five at the time, four mm-hmm. or five. I was like, well, you know, what do you see, like, about our friend? And it's a, a friend of the family that that's black. Like, how is he different? And my nephew said something like, oh, you mean because he speaks French? <laughs> and I was just like, I love it because kids just... They don't instinctually, they don't understand they that, don't instinctually go there. Like yeah. they're not looking for the negative and things. Yeah. And there's not a social stigma around the fact that people are different colors mm-hmm. to them. So I like that, that this girl is the same way. Like they're yeah. different sizes and shapes, just like people. Four-year-old Emma said, this one is stronger about the curvy Barbie. And two-year-old Beatrice, who is biracial, she chose the Barbie with a dark brown skin, saying that she wanted to take it home. She wasn't the only one. Leela, Zoe, June, and Emma all chose dolls that looked mostly like their own skin tones as their favorites. It just goes to show that kids aren't thinking about the politics behind Barbie. They're just excited at the new options. Leela put it best when she said... These ones look like people that walk down the street. That was like my favorite article to read. Hmm. You know, just because I like seeing the kids' pure reactions when they're Mm -hmm. not like prompted with like, why do you think this one has a different size? Like, it's not not why. It's just what do you think? What do you like about them? Anyway. There are a variety of Barbies in this line. There are Barbies in wheelchairs, with hearing aids, and with prosthetics. There are Barbies with different hairstyles, including twists and braids. And there are some Barbies with glasses and others with freckles. And just this year, in 2023, Mattel added a new doll to the Fashionista line. This Barbie has Down syndrome and was designed in collaboration with the National Down Syndrome Society. This is a human rights organization that provides resources to families and advocates for policy changes. They actually helped with making suggestions for representing the physical characteristics for this Barbie, including shorter frame, longer torso, rounder face, and almond-shaped eyes. The reactions from some children with Down syndrome have been pretty positive, with most children excited to see a doll that looks like them. And apparently the doll sold out online almost immediately, but should be available now online and in stores. All right, let's talk about the parents now. I don't know. Kids are more fun to talk about in this context, but Isn't here we go. Is there like a thing where people say, hell is other parents? <laughs> I don't know. There's a thing that teachers say that just says hell is parents, but mm. no, I'm just kidding. I just made that up now. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about the parents, right? When Barbie was first introduced in 1959, the fact that she had a mature body horrified many adult women. You mean boobs? Yeah, boobs. <laughs> Mothers claimed that they would not allow their kids to play with Barbie because they were wary of her sex appeal. One mother said, I wouldn't walk around my house like that. I don't like that influence on my little girl. If only they could let children remain young for a little bit longer. It's hard enough to raise a lady these days without undue moral pressures. (laughs) Of Barbie. (laughs) Imagine, like, 
how it's not like she had pubic hair and yeah, like uh, <laughs> but also like teen pregnancy is that barbie's fault like what do you mean like i don't understand well no it's midge's fault midge. oh, we'll get back to that midge. <laughs> i need midge to come back she might at this point midge. i don't know another mother said i'd call them daddy dolls they are so sexy they could be a cute decoration for a man's bar like, what is your husband into? <laughs> like, that's weird. Well, to be fair, like, it is disappointing. It's extremely disappointing, but not surprising considering that the German doll that it, that inspired Barbie was actually a doll that was considered a risque gag gift for men in Germany. What? Yeah. What kind of gift is that? And <laughs> What do you do with it? Don't, you don't Ew, want the answer no, to that what? question. So, I don't get it. People are weird. Yeah, yeah. So when Mattel Mattel decided that they couldn't win over parents, they figured that they would target the children with their advertising, and it worked. Kids love Barbie. I find that like, yay, but also, ugh, like that's yeah terrible for capitalists. Like, just, ugh, parents said no, but if we just keep egging on the kids, <laughs> we'll get it. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, well, when Ken was created a couple years after Barbie, he was given an innocent, clean, playful, shy, and boyish personality. But one of the biggest questions Mattel had to deal with was naked Ken. How anatomically correct should Ken be? The answer? Well, they determined that young girls did not need to be exposed to some realities of adulthood just yet. So Ken was made with permanent underwear from day one. I always wondered about that. Like, you know, Barbie never had... Well, Barbie never had like under like built-in underwear, sure. but she also didn't have parts. So yes. like why couldn't Ken just So what I don't know this what is what's Ken look like naked? Like is it just like patterned? I think boxers? it's like patterned boxers. <laughs> don't Google naked Ken. I'm, you might have regrets. Open a private window. <laughs> <laughs> naked Ken, I'm gonna put doll. Oh, he's like he doesn't have underwear. He's got nothing too. Okay, well he used to he used to have like a printed underwear thing, with like bees all over it, like with a Barbie bee. He's got like a there's like an illusion of a penis. Oh, there are some <laughs> that are like blurred out. Why this <laughs> image may contain explicit content? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's not what I was expecting to see. Oh, okay, Justin. I was somebody. like, did you get rickrolled or what happened? No, all the pictures that I'm seeing don't have any underwear. I remember him having like, it was still skin colored, but it was like. Oh, then what? How do you even know? But Because it, it had like the outline of the waistband and the short. Anyway. Oh, wait. I think I. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it does have. Why make it skin colored though? <laughs> I don't know. Why on earth would you. I see it. It's. It looks like a, a pair of tidy whities Like, that's the the lines. Okay. But my question is, why do we even need Ken? Okay, so Ken portrays one of the expectations of 1950s women. And this is, women were considered failures without male companionship. So basically, parents didn't want their kids growing up thinking that a woman didn't need a man because that would be scandalous. Ugh, gross. So whether it was now or then, parents worry about the types of role models that their daughters are exposed to. The Barbie brand has responded to this by holding space for conversations around the importance of positive role models and focusing on the motto, you can't be what you can't see. 
With this in mind, Barbie has honored a number of contemporary women and historical figures by making them into Barbie dolls. This is considered the number one honor of the Barbie brand, and girls and women of all ages have received this honor. The first was, as we said, the supermodel Twiggy in 1967. More recent names include, but certainly are not limited to, Barbara Streisand, Zendaya, Jennifer Lopez, and Ava DuVernay. This is good press for the women and for the doll brand as well, but marketing hasn't always been so smooth for Barbie. There were two Barbies that were released in 1992 that we're going to talk about here. The first one was the best-selling Barbie doll ever. Totally Hair Barbie featured floor-length hair and celebrated the loud fashions and big hair of the early 90s. But the second, well, the second one was a bit of a disaster. In July 1992, Mattel released Teen Talk Barbie. Each doll was programmed to say four out of 270 possible phrases. The idea was that no two dolls would say the exact same four things. Pretty cool, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, apparently one of the 270 phrases was, math class is tough. And well, we totally agree on a personal level, it was not a good look. I've never related so much with Barbie. Math class is hard and I don't want to do it. <laughs> Thanks, Barbie. I feel the same way. Approximately 1.5% of the, all the dolls said this, and Mattel received criticism from the American Association of University Women. Teen Talk Barbie was often misattributed as saying math is hard, which plays into stereotypes about women in STEM fields. Three months later, Mattel announced that Teen Talk Barbie would no longer say math class is tough and offered to swap for anyone who owned a doll that said that. Another not-so-successful Barbie came when Mattel teamed up with Nabisco to do a cross-promotion with Barbie and Oreo cookies. The first time this happened was in 1997, and Mattel released a white Barbie. But in 2001, you might have guessed where we're going here, both a black and a white doll were released. Yeah. Critics argued that in black communities, Oreo is a derogatory term, meaning that a person is black on the outside and white on the inside, just like the cookies. Mm -hmm. The doll was not successful, and Mattel recalled the unsold stock. This, of course, made the doll a rare find for collectors, though. I kind of want to be shocked, but this seems like exactly the kind of fuckery that was going on in the early 2000s. Yeah, they were like, oh, but it was just cookies. It was just, and it's like, no. It's but not. There's always someone it. who knows. Like there's, And if there's not someone on your boardroom, in your boardroom, who knows that like Oreo is a derogatory Then you need to diversify exactly. your boardroom. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 In 2002, Mattel tried a happy family line of dolls featuring a pregnant Midge. Again, reminder, Barbie's best friend. It was quickly removed from shelves due to complaints that she promoted teen pregnancy. <laughs> Kim's just laughing. I love Mitch so much. I just think this is so funny. So this is silly for two reasons. One, it's a doll. Two, apparently Midge was supposed to be a married adult at this point. So like, I'll post Midge on Instagram. Um, but if you'd like to own her, it'll cost you 200 bucks on eBay. But like, I have so many questions. Like, I just saw like a quick picture. But like, does the baby come out? Or is it just like a, a well, The whole stomach comes off and the babies come out from the inside. I <laughs> Did you see at the end so credit, much more. In the end credit scene of the movie, they show a little like. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was like oh this is real this is this is, I was a real love doll. Mitch so much more now <laughs> I want a Mitch doll um, Mitch, a full adult they're like oh teen pregnancy <laughs> <laughs> because Barbie was an adult too like I think she, she got her pilot's license she wasn't twelve like it's so weird 
I think she started out as like 19, so mm-hmm. she clearly has to be at least 21 by now. <laughs> Listen, some of these kids' moms like had them when they were 16. Like, that's how mm-hmm. it worked back then. So, like, the fact that Midge was like, can't talk about Midge and her teen And she pregnancy. was married. She wasn't like a single mom. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. If that was the scandal. I don't know. Anyway. Have these people never seen nine seasons of Teen Mom? The last specific example that we'll discuss in terms of overall reception was actually a Barbie book. In 2014, Mattel released the book, I Can Be a Computer Engineer. Sounds good, right? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently it depicted Barbie as being inept at computers and needing two male friends to help her restore two laptops she accidentally infected with malware. In 2014? In 2014. Again, who is in your boardroom? Who's like... This is perfect. We just wrote this cute little book for Barbie. You know, she's a dumb lady. She doesn't know. She needs the men to help her. It's Barbie. How dare you? Well, critics complained that it was sexist because unlike the other book. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Because unlike the other books where Barbie was competent in the job she held, here she required outside help from male characters. So Mattel removed the book from Amazon in response and released computer engineer Barbie, who was a a game programmer rather than a game designer because she knew how to do everything from the beginning. Exactly. She had this. No malware. (laughs) No malware. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. What was she, what was she downloading? Like what? Porn. Was, (laughs) do you ever see, you don't watch The Office, but there's an episode where like, Pam tries to download Paris Hilton's like sex tape, but I was like at work. Like it was such a weird (laughs) plot line. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So according, she's at work. (laughs) So according to the the information on this story, Barbie had like a USB drive with something mm-hmm. on it and the USB drive was infected. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. So don't buy USB drives secondhand, friends. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that, but there I'm you like, go. Do people still use USB drives? I do. Isn't everything in the cloud? Um, no, because that's where the AI gets it. Oh no. AI eventually gets us all it already has it so from the beginning people have complained that barbie conveys a unrealistic body image to children the concern is that children consider barbie to be a role model and will try to emulate her because her figure is so unrealistic attempts to copy it might lead to anorexia or other eating disorders okay now it's time for some math science no math class is hard (laughs) barbie is 11 and a half inches tall at one six scale, that would make her five feet nine inches. This would make her bust thirty six inches, her waist eighteen inches, and her hips thirty three inches. And while we don't have a weight for her, the little scale that came with the nineteen sixty five slumber party Barbie had her at one hundred and ten pounds. Oh, and also her shoe size would be a three. What kind of slumber party includes a scale? <laughs> <laughs> what on earth is happening <laughs> but like i just think about that for myself like i'm five nine mm-hmm. and i think my bus is probably like 36 inches or whatever but like mm-hmm. i none of those other measurements no, are the same say. at all but even when even when i was like 110 pounds when i was like a, a tween or a young teen or whatever i'm pretty sure my waist was never 18 inches I don't know if that's possible. I don't. I mean, I'm sure someone's trying. I think you probably take a rib out or something. Yeah. I. Mm-hmm. And a size three foot, like, you would tip over. How do you, you balance? Yeah, how do you walk? You're, you're like walking on I mean, I guess stilts. you would have to walk on your tippy toes. You'd have to wear heels all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. So maybe it fits. <laughs> So we want to recognize that bodies come in all shapes and sizes and that bearing any health issues, no body is the wrong size. But there's a term out there called Barbie syndrome, which is used to depict the desire to not only have the lifestyle, but also the physical appearance and body proportions of a Barbie doll. This can apply to any group or gender, and it's seen as a form of body dysmorphic behavior. It can result in eating disorders as well as an obsession with cosmetic surgery. Kind of like that guy from Bosch that I just talked about where I looked up like Ken doll. His name is Justin something. He's really trying to look like a Ken doll. And he does look like a Ken doll, but it's weird to see on a person in real life. like uncanny. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, I get that it's like not, it's not a logical thing for him anymore. Right? Like it's body dysmorphia is fucking real. But like, I'm just thinking about like how expensive something that must be or like how much time it must take to like recover from surgery or like being under anesthesia for that long because he's doing multiple surgeries like that can't be good Mm -hmm. no no um the barbie brand has discussed how barbie is just a doll and not meant to be representative of a real woman but they have made changes over the years even before the fashionista line in 2016 they widened her waist in 1997 and speaking of the fashionista line again the release of this line that included tall, petite, and curvy dolls in addition to the standard size Barbie led to high-profile news coverage. On February 8, 2016, Time put Barbie on the cover of their magazine with the title, Now Can We Stop Talking About My Body? We're going to link an article from that issue below so you can read more about it. So much about the Barbie brand has been ahead of its time. Barbie, although not perfectly, has shown kids that there are so many options out there. We talked about some of Barbie's jobs earlier in the episode, but it's important to note that these jobs were representative of their times. Miss Astronaut Barbie celebrated the excitement of the space program and exploring new frontiers. And not to say that Barbie inspired Sally Ride. She was 24 when Miss Astronaut Barbie was released. But having a doll and a real world example may have, expi- may have inspired younger generations to pursue careers with NASA. And in 2019, Mattel made a Sally Ride Barbie doll. So that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. The Data Night Barbie. What? That's what she was called. Data Night Barbie. Because she went to work and then she like went to like yeah. the clubs or uh-huh. something, right? That's <laughs> totally. <what made> me <laughs> <laughs> the Data Night Barbie from 1985 came the same year as Barbie's We Can Do Anything camp- ad campaign. This is when women were breaking into the C-suite in the workplace, and Barbie reflects this motto. Her outfit could transform from a power suit to a dress for a night on the town. We might not think that doing it all is the best thing, but it was definitely appropriate for the 1980s. Yeah, I think it's a bit much now to just like assume like you can do it all. You can do anything, Yeah, but you can do it all is a very different message, I think. Yeah, because then it feels like you have to do it all. Right. And you have to make sure that you're doing your thing in the c-suite and then you're jazz dancing all night and then you're making sure that your kids have food and then your stomach comes off and two babies come out there were two babies i think there were two babies midge oh my god (laughs) sorry that was so loud you're good barbie has always had the goal of showing young children and girls in particular that they can dream big Even before women were allowed to have their own bank accounts, we're looking at you, 1974, (laughs) Barbie was able to buy her first dream house. This was only 1962. She was a symbol of independence and empowerment, and having her own house reinforced this idea. Do you think that Barbie will inspire people to attempt to buy houses again? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's called the dream house for yeah. a reason. <laughs> Fast forward 57 years and Mattel was still at it. They launched the Barbie Dream Gap Project to raise awareness of what is known as the dream gap, which is a phenomenon where beginning at the age of five, girls begin to doubt their own intelligence, where boys do not. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, five. <laughs> yeah. Five. That's so sad. It is. It's really sad. So this can lead to boys pursuing certain careers, often in STEM and law-related fields, while girls end up underrepresented in those fields. For example, Judge Barbie was a result of recognizing that only 33% of sitting judges in the U.S. are women. Judge Barbie was also released in four different skin tones and hairstyles, showing girls of all backgrounds that this is an option for them. Barbie is all about celebrating women and girls around the world. Since 2015, they have been on a mission to honor diverse role models, both modern and historical, who break boundaries in their fields and inspire the next generation of girls. For them, it's not enough that girls can hear that they can be anything, but that they can actually see representations of women doing these things that matter. Barbie has created a line of Shiro dolls that include women from all different backgrounds. Um, Ava DuVernay, Eva Chen, Kristen Chenoweth, Trisha Yearwood, Lori Hernandez, Hoda Kotb, like the, the list goes on. Mm -hmm. They also have the Inspiring Women line of dolls, which celebrates notable women throughout history, like Amelia Earhart, Ida B. Wells, Billie Jean King, Katherine Johnson, and Frida Kahlo. As part of the movement to shine a light on empowering role models from the past and the present as a way to inspire more girls, Barbie ran an online campaign called Hashtag More Role Models that honored extraordinary women around the world. Okay, so question then. If you could recommend Barbie make a doll of one of the women that we've covered on the podcast, who would you choose? So this was like really hard. Um, I came down between the Megans, either Megan Markle or Megan Stallion. But if I could pick a topic, I would take Midge <laughs> to the next level and make her breastfeeding Barbie. Make I'm Midge breastfeed, breastfeed. So like you would like squeeze her boobs and... Like something yeah, maybe, would come maybe out? there'd be like a little tap in her back or maybe there'd be like a little magnetic baby and you'd put it at her boob and it, the magnet would like. Okay. Okay. But no, no liquid would actually come out. No. Okay. No. <laughs> well, listen, you know, after Tabby or Taffy, the pooping dog, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe the baby would burp when like done. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's time to like. I like that. Or, I like that. Or, or start burping the baby like it would just be like Ugh. and it's like oh breastfeeding's done i think i would choose um shirley chisholm because i just so much smarter than mine <laughs> yes <go ahead>. <laughs> <laughs> no i think yours is way more fun but i just think you know they they have that presidential barbie or whatever mm. it's like and i think there's like a hillary clinton barbie or something out there i'm not positive if it's barbie but i think there, there's a doll of that size mm. but you know Shirley Chisholm, like being the first to do this on the on a major ticket, I think yeah. that's something that not enough people know about. So. That would be really cool. Yeah, Barbie, make our wishes come true, especially that Midge one. <laughs> so obviously, the power of Barbie is unquestionable. She's the most popular fashion doll ever produced and the most diverse fashion doll in the market. A Barbie dream house is sold every two minutes and more than 100 Barbie dolls are sold per minute in 150 countries worldwide. That's insane. Yeah. So right now, like right now, there have been in the duration of our recording, 75 Barbies have wow. been sold for just this episode. Honestly, probably more now with the popularity of the movie. 
Yeah, the yeah, numbers probably, probably flying go off up. the shelves. So the Barbie brand has over 99% brand awareness globally, and it sells products in over 50 categories, including fitness, clothing, and even food. Barbie fruit snacks, anyone? I love Barbie fruit snacks. <laughs> so a lot of effort is put into. It takes over 100 people, including fashion designers, makeup artists, and others to create, create a Barbie doll and her fashions. The appeal of Barbie spans generations, and there are collectors of all ages. Some collect them to play with, but many collect vintage and never removed from box dolls. Others collect the dolls they played with as children. So I told you I had a Stacy doll. Mm-hmm. It was, I think it was like bowling party, Stacy. Bowling party. Yeah. Well, so my friends and I used to bowl on Friday nights uh, when we were in high school. Like mm-hmm. every other Friday, we'd go bowling. So At my the sock friend, hop. what? At the sock hop. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Bowling is really such a Midwestern small town thing to do. Well, it's also an East Coast small town thing to do, <laughs> I guess. Um, but my friend got me bowling party Stacy, and I never ended up taking her out of the box, but she had a thing that would attach the bowling ball to her hand and then like a button in her back that would like make her release oh my God, that's so the cool. magnet. And then she could bowl. I mean, obviously it just like dropped. It yeah. didn't actually. <laughs> didn't propel it. But that is very cool. Wait, yeah. do you still have it? I don't know. If I do, it's in storage somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, probably at Sean's sister's house if I, if I do still have it. But I might have eventually given it up oh, at some I'm point like, i but, wonder how much but it that was, barbie is worth now that you never opened it yeah she was never removed from the box so i don't know that is cool um other other collectors focus on accessories and the play sets and that sort of thing um the barbie collecting craze really took off in the 90s with ebay though because then it made access to them mm-hmm. a lot easier yeah. Today, a mint condition original 1959 Barbie doll goes for a pretty penny. In 2006, at an auction held by Sandy's Doll Attic, the rare blonde version of this original doll sold for $27,450. That's a crazy amount of money. That's a lot. Yeah. But that wasn't even the most expensive Barbie. In 2010, there was a doll design designed in partnership with the Australian jewelry designer Stefano Kinturi, with proceeds going to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. It sold for just over $300,000. $300,000. I don't think you could buy a house for that. I was about to say, you could buy your own dream home, but like not in New York. Not in New York. Not in New York. (laughs) You know what? Buy that Barbie because you'll be renting. (laughs) Other collections... That's so sad. (laughs) Other collections include the Barbie Fashion Model Collection designed by Robert Bess, the Willows Wisconsin Collection, and the Far Away Forest Collection. In terms of collaborations and donations, Barbie has not only worked with specific designers, but for good causes as well. In May 2020, in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, Mattel announced a new line of career dolls modeled after first responders and essential workers. For every doll sold, Mattel donated another to the First Responders Children's Foundation. I just thought of like Molly Microchip who doesn't want to take the vaccine. <laughs> is that the new Midge doll? <laughs> Midge would never. Midge is ready to take the vaccine because she needs to do what's right for her children. But Molly Microchip is like, you can't fire me just because I don't want to get the jab. Like, I don't know. There were a lot of like first responders who were surprisingly weird as shit when the vaccine came out and I was shot like so many nurses yeah. that were just like really weird sorry to go like off but I just like thought of that and I had to say it 
And in February 2022, Mattel celebrated the 60th anniversary of the Barbie Dreamhouse by partnering with Habitat for Humanity International, the company committed to taking on 60 projects, including new construction, home preservation, and neighborhood revitalization. That's really cool. Way to go, Mattel. All right. So final thoughts, takeaways. Um, so I never really had a relationship with dolls. Um, I was a book kid for sure. Um, I think I went from like baby dolls to books, but covering Barbie and like seeing the film, I have like a completely new perspective. I love how she inspires creativity and imagination. And I do believe in that whole, like, if you can see it, you can be it. Um, idea that Mattel has. And I love that Barbie gives so many good examples I hope that parents are using Barbie as like a jumping off point to help their kids find their interests because I think she could be a really important tool. Yeah. I, I wasn't a Barbie kid either, right? Not really anyway. Like I did have some dolls and I would play with my sister on occasion. Um, like I had Teresa. Teresa was probably my favorite of them because she had brown hair. Mm. <laughs> that was really it. Um, I, I learned in my research that she was the like Latina doll or something. <laughs> but Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But same as you, I was more interested in reading. Like, I preferred the worlds that were created for me to learn over creating those worlds. Yeah. But now learning about the history of Barbie, I'm fascinated, right? I think Barbie's a perfect example of society judging someone by their looks and that if we dig a little deeper, we can see positive influences that she brings to the world. Now, that being said, she's still a product of capitalism and we don't love capitalism. No, but, but sometimes it works in our favor. And if, like having little girls have dolls that look like them line some rich guy's pocket, but also makes little girls feel better about themselves. I'm all for it. So let's talk about some resources. So there's a documentary on Hulu called tiny shoulders, rethinking Barbie. Barbie's got a new body by Elena Doctorman for a time. Barbie and her playmates by Don Richard Cox in the journal of popular culture. There's Barbie's media website um, where we got a lot of this information and that's just barbiemedia.com. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about the Barbie conventions, you can check out barbieconvention.com. And of course, if you haven't seen it yet, we do encourage you to go check out the new Greta Gerwig version of Barbie starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Do you have anything to add to the conversation that we might have left out? Or do you have any suggestions for women that we should cover in the future? Follow the podcast on Twitter at Big Rep Pod and Instagram and TikTok at Big Reputations Pod. Send us a message or email us at BigReputationsPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Share us with your friends, your family, your Ken, and your Skipper too. Subscribe and leave us a five-star review. But not Midge. No, I'm just kidding. Midge loves podcasts. Midge is like, Midge podcasts Midge herself. Midge has two babies at home and she still podcasts midge is like i listen to a podcast while i'm breastfeeding these kids while i'm like cleaning my house while i just need some me time midge is getting podcast on so like we love midge stop stop hating on midge over there <laughs> it's not for real it's mostly just to provoke you <laughs> <laughs> wow check out our big reputations merch the link is in the show notes as well as in our link tree link found on all our social media platforms be sure to take a picture and tag us when you make a purchase and remember, we've got a Patreon now, patreon.com slash bigreputationspod, or check out the link in our link tree. Whether you pledge 2 or $5, you'll get a shout out in our episodes. And if you choose the $5 level, you'll have exclusive access to our Little Reputations episodes. These are short mini episodes about amazing women throughout history. Next up, the creator of Barbie herself, Ruth Handler. 
Stick around after the episode where we'll share a teaser from that little rep episode. All right, let's wrap this up. You got a quote for us, Kim? I do. Because Barbie can be anything, women can be anything. Hell yeah. And as always, believe women. topic of conversation as it was praised but also scandalized see the film had some pretty graphic depictions of sex nudity and female orgasms this was all before well, it was first of all it was in germany but second yes. of all it was like pre-haze code yeah <laughs> so they're like what is going on here so again it was 1932 and the film was much too much for some audiences the film was banned in the u.s and actually banned in germany okay yeah so i guess they were a little well, in 1932. Yeah, they were probably like, what is this? It's They're 1932. Like, we're about to have a war. It's fine.